Welcome to That Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Sally Prosser. If you're looking for voice, speaking and confidence tips with a splash of spirituality, you are on the right frequency. Hello, welcome back to That Voice Podcast. I'm back from our trip to California where we got snow in Yosemite National Park, drank wine on rooftops in Napa, and I did a pretty mind-blowing vocal analysis process in Santa Monica. And you'll hear more about that in a few episodes. So it was a pretty crazy week. We landed from the US early on the Monday morning, ran our amazing Soul Speakers call on how to introduce yourself on the Tuesday and then flew to Melbourne on the Wednesday where Patrick took us out for a really nice night for Valentine's Day. Watch the vlog. It's on Insta and TikTok. Then Friday was our Speak Up For Your Business workshop where everyone walked out with a big aha moment. It was such a success. And then on Saturday, I joined my sister and nieces, Hannah and Isabella, she goes by Izzy, for the incredible performance of Taylor Swift on her Eras tour with 96,000 people at the MCG. The Melbourne shows were her biggest performances of all time. It was absolutely wild. It was such an experience. And Mia Friedman, who's an Australian commentator, she summed it up perfectly. She said, it was like visiting an alternate universe where everyone is happy and kind and bursting out of their skin with joy. And as many of you know, I chronicled a bit of the experience on social media, mainly Instagram stories. I did a couple of reels and I did a couple of TikToks about my experience. And those TikToks did get people talking. It was about how my preference for the show would have been to be surrounded 360 by extroverted Swifties singing. But I was next to a quiet Swifty dad. Really nice guy. We chatted before the concert. And this video gave me the idea to do this podcast episode because it went kind of viral. Uh, last look, it was like more than 50,000 views, uh, more than 350 comments, people agreeing, disagreeing, venting, criticizing deducting meaning that wasn't in the words or intended. <laughs> and I did choose one of the more harsh comments, you could say, to do another video to answer some of those questions and lean into my opinion that some people deserve to be there more than others. Controversial take, I know. <laughs> the comment was, I'm sick of extroverts shaming other Swifties for not being like them. Respect that all types enjoy her stuff and chill out. And then a lot of the comments on that video are dragging me. <laughs> I'm saying this with joy and love because today I want to share with you the journey I've been on with dealing with social media commenters who disagree, criticize and downright troll. And I did have a few beautiful DMs from other business owners who said, wow, thank you for getting out there, being yourself, handling criticism with such grace. And that really means a lot because as I will share, it was not always this way. <laughs> So if you want to grow your business or your profile and feel good in yourself, you need to work through these stages of dealing with social media criticism. I'm speaking from experience here, so please DM me and let me know whether I'm on the money with this content. I have also worked with a lot of clients, so I'm pretty sure I am. So I'm going to take you today through the five stages of dealing with social media criticism. The five stages of dealing with social media criticism. And the first one is fear. 
That's when you're not putting your content out there online for fear of how people might react. What might they say? What might they think? Remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. So nothing has actually happened. It's just what might happen that's holding you back from posting. Or even if you are posting content, you might not be posting face and voice to camera, and you're certainly not posting the kind of content guaranteed to get views and engagement. And that is opinion-based content. You know, putting a stake in the ground on something, knowing full well your opinion is not going to be one everyone agrees with. So this fear stage is really holding you back, not only from growing your audience and your impact, it's holding back your voice. It's holding back the expression of who you are. And that physically feels like a block, a heaviness, a chokehold. My voice does still sound a little under the weather after (laughs) screaming at the concert. If you are using your voice in that capacity, good to rest and have plenty of water. So I'm having a little drink now. This is also the second time I've recorded this. I recorded it uh, once and realized that the audio had a problem with it. So here we are on take two. (laughs) So when I work with clients to start posting their voice on socials, it's such a liberating feeling. It's like a big sigh of relief. The comments are like, I don't know what I was worried about, or it feels so good to put it out there. From the moment they hit post, there is an internal up-leveling. That's the sweet sound of growth. And you may want to check out episode 154 of That Voice podcast. It's called Hate Posting on Social Media. Let's talk about it. So to move from stage one fear, you need to do the thing you're afraid of and post videos online. Post opinion-based face and voice to camera videos online. And if you need help with this, then join Soul Speakers or come to a Speak Up for Your Business workshop. Whenever we want to move from one place to another, grabbing someone's hand who's already on the other side is by far the fastest way to get there. And it just takes a bit of self-belief to make the investment and say, yes, I refuse to let fear hold me back another day. So after fear, and by the way, the fear is always there. You just feel the fear and do it anyway. It's just for the purposes of the names of these stages. After fear, we have hurt. Stage two, hurt. You've posted something, you've put yourself out there and someone writes something mean in the comments or they disagree or they get offended. I remember my very first viral TikTok where my eyelashes looked pretty average. I had fake eyelashes at the time. I stopped getting them done during COVID, but this was just before. And yeah, they weren't really brushed. There were so many comments along the lines of, ew, your eyelashes are disgusting. I can't hear your words over your awful eyelashes and a whole heap of other negative comments that I really felt, oh, pang in my heart, like, ouch, it hurt, it was hurtful, it hurt my feelings, like I took each comment personally, it felt like a personal attack on me. And if you're in this stage, this is what you're feeling, it hurts. It's real victim mentality. Why are they coming for me? That's not what I meant. The people pleaser pops up and says, why don't they like me? How can I make them like me? I have been there feeling personally attacked and hurt by a stranger on the internet and wondering what I can do to make them like me. 
It sounds so ridiculous when you say it out loud. (laughs) If you wallow in the hurt stage, you'll end up either deleting your videos and reverting back to fear, or you'll waste your beautiful energy on sadness, hurt, and people-pleasing. And it takes you out of your power, out of the energy zone where you can really share your magic in full force. And I help a lot of clients work through this stage. You know, stand up, shoulders back, straighten their damn crown, focus on what's important. Now, when you're all warrior womaned up, feeling like a queen or a king, Taylor Swift reputation era, you can tip into the next stage, which is defensiveness. This is less poor me and more fuck you. This is when the comments don't make you cry. They get you riled up. How dare they write that? You know, you roll up your sleeves and you take that keyboard warrior on. And oh my gosh. I have been there. When I had a pronunciation video go viral for all the wrong reasons and people telling me I had no idea and they were challenging my credentials and telling me I had it all wrong, I replied to all the comments to help make them see they got it wrong. Sometimes I cut them with sarcasm or beat them at their own game. And at the end of doing this, do you think those commenters came crawling back with an apology and I felt amazing? Of course not. No, they doubled down and I felt more like shit. So if you're in this defensive stage, fighting back in the negative comments, and no, you know, replying and engaging is not necessarily defensive. You can feel in your spine, throughout your body, if you are acting from a place of defensiveness. You can physically feel it. And believe me, you do not want to stay here. You'll end up bitter, resentful, at risk of cascading back to hurt and fear, and the energy of defensiveness is not going to attract your ideal client. (laughs) So how did I get past this stage? Well, I was crying on the couch of my coach's place. It was hurt and defensiveness all rolled up into one hot blonde mess. (laughs) They don't understand. Why don't they like me? Sal, she said, get out of your funk and into your disco ball. Keep on shining. Keep on dancing. You decide who comes to your party and who is a reflection right back on them. That was a pivotal moment for me. That session with that coach flung me in my disco ball, out of defensiveness and into the next stage, which I call apathy. Now, this is not lacking interest in posting. It's lacking interest in the negative comments. I went from hanging on every comment to literally not caring, not phased. You want to write that? Good for you. Thanks for engaging. You're boosting my content. You're likely not my ideal client and I cannot express to you how little I care for what you have to say. You're probably in your shitty bedroom, in your shitty life, and it would be absolutely criminal of me to waste a skerrick of my precious energy on you. (laughs) So does that give you a bit of a picture of stage four apathy? It might sound kind of mean, but it's so great for channeling your energy into your clients, your work, your life, things that make you feel good. And that hold that negative comments have on you when you're in fear, hurt or defensiveness is gone. Now, I believe to get to apathy, you need to experience a video going viral. You need to experience negative comments being directed at you. So if you're sitting in fear going, oh, I want to have this feeling of being apathetic towards negative comments as soon as I post one video, I don't know if it works like that. You know, you can't skip levels because then you don't embody the growth. You know, you need to code the lessons in each stage. 
And this is why this process is so amazing for personal development. The ripple effects in your life and relationships and creativity and, of course, your business are felt with each up level. And this is why so many clients say, wow, voice and speaking coaching is like life coaching, (laughs) or I've seen more improvement with you in my business than with my business coach, because the process of releasing your voice, speaking your truth, truly being seen and heard and not ducking for cover at a comment, that process is life-changing. So apathy does feel pretty good. You're an unfazed, unbothered queen. Talk to the hand. But there is another stage that I've reached. There could be more stages that I'm not up to yet. Stage five is moving from apathy, not caring, to empathy, caring and understanding deeply. And this latest TikTok about my era's tour experience is an example of this. I can feel it. And I don't even need to reply to the comments. You know, there's hundreds of them and I have nothing to prove and I have plenty of other things I prefer to be investing my energy in. When I read these comments, I feel love and compassion for the writer. I put myself in their shoes. And maybe this is all my spiritual work coming to fruition, my cold exposure, silent retreats, meditations, etc. Maybe it's my experience with social media. I suspect it's a mix of both. So, for example, I read a comment that was criticizing me for judging people who can't stand up the whole concert. Mind you, in my video, there was actually no mention of sitting or standing. But, you know, that person could be someone who is continually feeling pressured to be or do something at odds with what their body and soul desires. The comments like parents do not need to know lyrics to be welcomed at a concert. You know, she's probably a mum with a thousand things on her plate. Maybe she's constantly feeling not good enough or lacking in some way. And there's this lady online having a go at parents for not being into Taylor Swift enough, like she's got time to learn the whole (laughs) catalogue. You know, again, that's not my intention, but you've got to put yourself into the commenter's shoes. There's another woman. I think she's a woman. Could be a guy. It's like a faceless kind of profile. And that's another thing to keep in mind that... People who are out there creating lots of content, they're not leaving negative comments on other people's videos. So this person has commented on the videos more than three times. And I wonder where is she not being heard in her life or their life, right? What must be going on in their life for her to expend that much energy commenting on my TikToks? (laughs) You know, something about me, the way I look or sound, it might have triggered a traumatic experience for her. So you see, when you get to the empathy stage, All you feel is love and compassion for the writer and gratitude for your own life. That's the other part of this stage. It's being radically obsessed with the wonder of your life. I live a life I love doing the things I love with the people I love. And that means I have a lot of love to share. And that also includes self-love and reflection. You know, maybe the video did come off a bit ungrateful. But then, like I always say, things that may seem conflicting can both be true. Can I love that a dad took his daughter to see Taylor Swift and also have a dream to be in an extrovert's Taylor bubble? Yes. Can someone appear disinterested in the music but actually be very into it and bravely battling their social anxiety? Yes. Right. The world isn't black and white and isn't that a glorious thing? It's one of the gems of social media. And you have the ability to create content that opens conversations. And you get to be that creator that embraces different points of view. Now, I'm a very, very low-key creator. And I'm sure Taylor Swift would have much more to say about dealing with negativity and criticism. 
And that reminds me of a P word, which is a great strategy to sit alongside wherever you are on this journey. Fear, hurt, defensiveness, apathy, or empathy. DM me to let me know which stage resonated with you. So wherever you are, you need to keep perspective. You know, we're all in this human suit doing the best we can with the resources we have. Keep perspective on what's important and also what your goal is. Why do you want your voice to be heard? What is the message you want to share? What is the emotion you want to amplify in your life? I feel like this brings us full circle back to Taylor because going to the concert was like getting an intravenous shot of pure, unadulterated joy. And that's the emotion I keep bringing back to my social media whenever I feel frustrated by it or exhausted. You know, I remember that my goal is to help people share their voice with confidence, heal through their voice. And one of my company values too is lead by example. So I'll never ask my clients to do something that I wouldn't do. So I'll keep showing up, sharing my opinions, sharing my voice, sharing my tips. And when you're ready to resource up and grab that hand on the next level, and experience the growth your soul craves or the growth you crave for your business bank account, then I'm here and you can commit to a resource. Soul Speakers is ideal or you can start with the Magnetic Voice Formula, which is a mini course and the link is in the show notes. Because wherever you are on the stages of dealing with social media criticism, it takes action to move forward. And it can be a lot easier to take that action with the right support. So I wanted to close out this episode with a bit of Tay-Tay from the concert, but I don't want to run the risk of it getting blocked for copyright. So please go to my Instagram to see me deliriously jamming out the bridge of cruel summer. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to That Voice Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media and tag me at That Voice Podcast on Instagram and at Sally Prosser Voice everywhere else. And for episode details straight to your inbox, leave your email at www.thatvoicepodcast.com.